Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, the 21st of July. I've come into the office today to show the guys how to do a bit of podcasting. Chris and Tom are going to start doing a podcast on a Friday talking about what they're doing with the Marcus Today newsletter portfolios. So trying to give them a bit of guidance. They're not the sharpest tools in the shed, it has to be said. And uh, came in today wearing my mask. I don't have to wear it till tomorrow in Victoria, but I do have to wear it tomorrow. But Emma said, make sure you wear your mask. You don't know where Tom's been. Don't know what she means by that. Anyway... <laughs> I told her he'd been in Torquay and she looked at me like I'm an idiot for some reason. Anyway, moving on, you can look forward to hearing Tom and Chris chatting on the, well, it's not on the couch, chatting on the computer, chatting on the podcast about their portfolios on Fridays. I'm not sure wearing a mask, by the way, is going to work. A couple of things happening. One, I can't open my phone or iPad because it can't recognize me. And two, whenever I breathe, my glasses steam up so I can't work. Anyway, we battle on in Victoria. Anyway, speaking of steaming up, the market is steamed up today. We're up 58. We were down 32 yesterday. It seems what we get one day, we lose the next and then we get it back again. It's all a bit sideways. Still, we are still in cash. We're not rushing to do anything. Volumes have noticeably dropped away. I've got a chart in the strategy piece today from Henry about volumes in the ASX. And you'll see from that that they have dropped right away. And it is reflective perhaps of this sideways period in the market. We're awaiting the next trend. The market lacks conviction. And for the newbies amongst us, volume does tend to confirm the trend. So if you see a stock going up on high volume, it tends to confirm the uptrend. If you see a stock going up on low volume, uh, you're less likely to participate in it. So at the moment, the market's really doing nothing on low volume. We are waiting for the next trend. Meanwhile, the bond market yields hit new lows, which suggests that their view of the economic outlook is much more subdued than the message from the equity market, which suggests that it is a V-shaped recovery guaranteed and it's booming along. I'm sure who we believe. I think we're, we're closer to the equity market than the bond market, but I think the bond market is a bit smarter than us. So we're not compelled to believe the equity market at this point. Now, an interesting question I ask in the strategy piece today, and let me see if you can answer it. Does Amazon want a vaccine? Hmm. Well, not just Amazon actually. Can I ask you, does Microsoft want a vaccine? Does Netflix want a vaccine? Does Google, Facebook, Apple, do they want a vaccine? Or are their businesses benefiting out of the pandemic? And I begin to realize today as the US market hits all-time highs, defies all logic against the current rather gloomy economic outlook, that we've been possibly getting it all wrong because the 27% of the S&P 500 that is grouped into six big technology stocks benefit out of a pandemic. And I've just missed this. Of course they do. Anyone with an online business, just look at Afterpay, has absolutely blossomed in the pandemic. And here we are expecting the stock market to fall over. Well, 27% is in beneficiaries. And that's just six beneficiaries. There's a whole stream of other beneficiaries in the technology sector, not just those six. And yet we expect the stock market to fall over. This is their moment. And the share prices are reflecting that. The Nasdaq just hit an all-time high. 
And you might remember me talking about Jim Cramer on, is it Mad Money, his segment, saying if you want the stock market to go up, you have to put on a mask. But actually, he's wrong. If you want the stock market to go up, don't wear a mask. The best thing that could happen for these big technology companies is that the virus stays and all our activities remain screen-based. We're buying there. We are shopping there. We are working there. And this plays into the hands of the technology sector. So Kramer's wrong. You don't want to wear a mask. And I see the top line of the financial reviews before the Bell article today said, Australian shares are set to rise as promising vaccine and drug treatment news boys markets. And tech stocks drove the Nasdaq toward a record closing high. No, wrong. Australian shares are set to rise as vaccine data suggests that it will require much larger studies to prove they can safely prevent infection or serious disease. On the back of that, AstraZeneca, which is one of the developers in the UK, fell 3.96% in the US. And Moderna, which has been the vaccine stock du jour, fell 12.8%. And yet, the news wires can't explain why the market's up and are saying it's because of promising vaccine and drug treatments. Well, no, it's because a vaccine is going to be really hard to develop and because all the other virus news is still terrible. Record cases everywhere. US states re-locking down. Victoria with 370 cases, the second highest ever. And there are suggestions, by the way, that it's going to be week before, sorry, weeks before case numbers in Victoria start to trend down again. We're still in the exponential phase. So an interesting revelation that this technology rally is going to continue as long as the virus hangs around. Amazon don't want a vaccine. Microsoft don't want a vaccine, nor does Facebook. Google, Tencent, Alibaba. This is all playing into their hands and it is accelerating a development that was already happening in the stock market, this move towards growth stocks, towards technology stocks out of traditional dull, low growth industries like retailing and banks and property trusts into stocks with some real growth. And the pandemic has brought that all on. So maybe we just need to reassess. We've been worrying about the market falling over. But really, with that sort of technology foundation, it's unlikely. All I can say is I thank the Lord that the technology sector in Australia is small. Otherwise, we'd have to buy the market. And that's what's happening in the US. The big fund managers having to chase the market because it's such a massive part of their market, the technology sector, that they cannot afford as we have been able to, to step out and avoid technology. And as the technology sector flies in the US, the technology sector flies today in Australia. We have APT up 7.4%, WiseTech up 5.2%, Altium up 79 Next up 49 Appen up 5.1%, realestate.com or REA Group up 4.10%, up 5.3%. It is just a herd dumping money. These are very different companies, very diverse companies, but they're being traded as a block. And up they go today. And it's also a little bit dangerous. It is a little bit dangerous because this is a herd-driven thing. I can't see the herd finding a reason whilst the virus continues to change its mind on technology. But when a sentiment gets behind a sector rather than earnings, it is vulnerable. It is not dissimilar to the tech boom, but 
as I wrote in that article, the afterpay bubble. Don't think for an instant that you should sell just because these stocks go up. You sell because they go down when they go down. And for the moment, they're not going down. And interestingly, in the strategy piece yesterday, I had that chart of afterpay and the Renko chart, which marks a brick every time there's a one times ATR move. And there are no one times ATR downward moves in APT yet. So just hold on. One day you're going to wake up and it's all going to be folding up and you'll decide to sell. But don't predict that day. Don't sell anything just because it's gone up. Just wait for the day that sentiment cracks. There'll be some backstory to it that will make sense at the moment there isn't one. So keep riding the technology stocks. And as for us sitting in cash in our SMAs, it has obviously been a mistake when it comes to the technology sector so far. But we find it very hard, very hard to chase them at these prices. And we don't have to because they are a small sector, thank goodness. But if you do hold them, keep holding them. One day there'll be a day to sell it. You'll work that out. It'll be the day you wake up watching the opening screens, hoping that the damage isn't too much. That's probably the day you sell, but it's probably not today. Right, moving on. A few other quick things today. I have a chart in the strategy piece today of the ASX 200, which shows that sort of sideways trend, but uh, testing the little pennant lines that I've drawn on there on the upside. And I've got a Renko chart of the ASX 200, which did actually trigger a sell signal a couple of weeks ago, but has since sort of reversed that. Anyway, you can see the chart there. A word on volatility. The technology-led sector overnight saw Tesla up 9.5%. I can't see they're really a beneficiary of the virus. But Zoom Video is. They were up 8.9%. Amazon was up 7.9%. Adobe up 5.3%. Microsoft up 4.3%. I've got a list of the top performing and bottom performing stocks in the NASDAQ overnight. And in order, they were up 91%, up 72%, up 63%, up 47%, 44%, 39%, 38%, 34%, down 27%, down 23%, down 21%, down 20%, 19%, 19%, 17%. My goodness, a well-meaning, long-term retiree investor sort of interested in income must just despair at the market at the moment. Are you really supposed to get your head around stocks that are moving between 91% and 27% a day? It really isn't easy, is it? All we want is a quiet life and we're being pushed into this volatile, fast-moving, hard-to-understand no earnings world and supposed to make a dollar out of it. It makes property look like a good investment, I've got to say. A few other things, diary items, RBA minutes today. Philip Lowe's making a speech, probably has done already by now. US results season continues, 92 results in the US in the S&P 500 this week. BHP quarterly production numbers today. APRA chat tomorrow. They may address the state of the bank balance sheets and credit ratios and the appropriateness of them paying dividends, which is obviously of interest to everybody with CBA's results coming up. We published our results calendar yesterday. There's a link to that in the strategy section today. There's talk of a new stimulus package in the US worth a trillion dollars. And the EU seems to be moving closer to an agreement on a recovery fund, having stumbled on agreeing that yesterday. Bond yields keep falling. As I say, there is this gap between what the bond market is telling us and what the equity market is telling us. Which one do you believe? I see a comment from the NAB about true employment. Whilst the official unemployment rate is 7.4%, Treasurer Frydenberg estimates the true employment rate in Australia is 11.3%, down from a P 
peak of 13.3% when accounting for those working zero hours and those who have left the labor force. Mm. CBA, interestingly, I've got a chart in the newsletter today in the strategy piece. CBA trending up into results in the middle of August. Is everybody really that desperate for income they'll buy CBA ahead of results? Seems they are. We have a chart on Telstra as well. That rally that Telstra had running into results is peaking out. Bit of a sell signal on Telstra today. Right, and almost lastly, I have got an article in the strategy piece today talking about a post-pandemic world. And it is quite clear that getting the stock market right during the pandemic and post the pandemic is not about everybody winning or everybody losing. There will be winners and losers. The world is changing forever to accommodate more screen-related working practices, more stay-at-home activity, less personal interaction, and the transition to stocks exposed to those trends is happening right now. Amazon, for instance, clear winner. Anything to do with the internet infrastructure is a winner. Anything to do with software that accommodates the new world, software as a service, Microsoft's the obvious winner there. Office 365 is the best-selling software as a service in the world. There are significant winners and losers. And whilst we talk about technology bubble, what we're really seeing is a polarizing of stocks in the stock market into long-term trend beneficiaries and old world companies being marginalized things like retail, travel, physical businesses. So we can talk about a technology bubble, but the truth is it's not really a bubble. It might be on price, that's another question, but it is clearly the separation of the winners from the losers. And fund managers are positioning for the new trends, and that positioning's been accelerated and revealed by the pandemic. So we have to transition to winners. And if we are going to buy back into the market, we need to be in the right areas. And I have listed today a whole load of changing trends. And I invite you to click the email link at the bottom and send me what you think are trends that I've missed out there. And once I've got a decent list, I'm going to start putting stock codes against each one. And out of that, I've done this before on a small scale before in the strategy piece. But once we've done that, you should get a clear list of what stocks should be longer term winners and losers out of the new world. And to give you a real life example, consequences of the pandemic. Apparently you can't book, I'm in Victoria, apparently you can't book accommodation in Portsea and Sorrento for Christmas. Everybody's moved down to their holiday homes and they're staying there. One of our team had a booking at Christmas in Lawn on the other side of Port Phillip Bay and they've had that cancelled on them by the owners saying they want their house back and Henry Henry reports the same thing going on in Sydney trying to book a weekend away with Mrs Henry and finding it really rather difficult if people are going to work at home people want somewhere nice to work that has all sorts of implications for property prices at both ends of each state. Presumably, there's going to be a value shift from CBD or close to CBD suburbs to lifestyle suburbs, suburbs that people want to live in because they're going to be spending a lot of time at home and they don't need to commute into the office. Anyway, have a look at the strategy piece today. Look at all those themes and see if you can come up with some new ones. Some of you are a lot smarter than me in your own industry, certainly, and you might have some good ideas. Then we'll start putting together stock codes next to those themes and see if we can't work out what we should be buying for the longer term. That's about that today. Market now up 75, up another 25 points since I started talking. It is a strong day today. Bit of a worry for us in cash. 
There you go. We will pick this up again tomorrow.